0: Margaret Spencer was having a terrific day, until she found the man frozen in the snow. She had felt that she was at long last getting the hang of this cross-country ski business. It was all a matter of rhythm, she thought. She leaned to the left to negotiate the next bend in the trail, and promptly skidded straight into her partner, Nat Southby sending both of them flying into the snow-laden bushes. Wow, he gasped as he untangled himself, and just as I was going to compliment you for catching on so quickly. Maggie's reply was a scoop of fresh snow that hit him on the neck with a womp. No need to be cocky just because you've been skiing since you were a kid, she told him, and she added, If you hadn't stopped right there in the middle of the trail, I'd have been just fine. Then she started to laugh. I must admit that I wish I'd taken this up long ago. Struggling to get back on her feet, she glanced up at the sky. It's starting to snow again. I guess we'd better get back before it gets any worse. I guess, he replied reluctantly as he offered her a hand. There's an easy trail down just ahead, he added. We'll make for that. Maggie and Nat, the owners of a Vancouver detective agency, had just returned from a snowy Christmas and New Year's in Quebec, where Maggie had enjoyed her first experience with cross country skiing. Now, back in Vancouver on the last day of their vacation, they were trying out their new skis on Hollyburn Mountain. Lead on! she said as she slid her skis to and fro to free the lumps of ice that had formed under them. Nat waited until a family of four had passed. Even the littlest one seemed to be an expert. He pulled on his gloves and pushed back onto the trail. I'll take it slow, he teased, so that you can keep up. I'll get you for that remark later, she shouted to his departing back. Fifteen minutes later he came to an abrupt stop at the entrance to the narrow trail. This leads down to the car park. "What's that, Nat?" Maggie asked as she caught up to him. She pointed with her ski pole to the right. He glanced up the side of the mountain that was just visible through the sparse trees. "I don't remember that clearing," he said, "and by the look of it I'd say it's been cut quite recently. What a pity, Maggie answered. It'll take years before the trees grow back. I heard that some company was going to open several more ski runs up here, he continued. But why clear such a big area? He sighed. I guess that's progress for you. We should come back and have a look when the snow's gone, Maggie answered. You won't want to see it without the snow, That's the only thing that's hiding the mess the loggers have probably left behind. Come on, let's go. I'm starving. Maggie was tiring as she maneuvered her skis around the final bends on the downhill trail. Then she missed one altogether and fell headlong into a snowbank. She righted herself and then rested a moment with her back against a snow-covered log. When she realized that Nat would now be far ahead of her, she dug her poles into the snow to get back onto her feet. But her weight shifted the log, and she found herself falling back, arms flailing. Drat! Sitting upright again, she slipped the loops of her ski poles from her wrists, unlatched her skis, and rolled over onto her knees, dislodging a thin layer of snow from the log. That was when she saw the frozen fingers on the hand that emerged from the snow.